Yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, for me, it, it's about the challenge, right? It isn't even the, the task at hand. I'll give you a great example, right? Um, I don't know, I was talking to a friend and they're like, oh, you couldn't build a basement if you tried. Yeah. Well, that lit a fire under my ass. <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm building a basement now, but I definitely right. started doing stuff. I'm like, okay, watch, I'm going to put this built-in shelf yeah. into, into my home and you, you watch, I'll do it. And now I struggled, you know, it was all YouTube and blah, blah, blah. And, and I have mistakes, but you know, the second time I put in the built-in shelf, it looked better. The third time I put in, it was better than the second time. And then I built the, you know, the, the, the wife, I'll give you a great example. The wife said one day, you know, she was doing research and she wanted a coffee table. And I said, I hate coffee. For whatever reason, I yeah. hate coffee tables. I don't know why. I just don't like it. So anyway, she insisted on a coffee table. I go, yeah, that's fine if you make it. She went and made a coffee table. And I'm like, son of a gun. I mean, I can't, I can't have you show me up. So right, I went right. and I built a dining table. There you go. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, Eric. How's it going, man? Good. How are you today, Eric? Mr. Eric Lowe? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. This is exciting. It, it's nice that I don't have to do anything other than be on the show. Yeah, I mean, uh, just conversation back and forth. You know, it's uh, you're a fellow podcaster, and uh, you were one of the first podcasts that invited me on your show. So that was a cool experience for myself. And now you're in the hot seat, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so, uh, is it different being a host versus a guest? Are you normal? Which one have you done more often? Uh, I've done hosting more than I've been on a guest uh, as a guest. Um, I don't know. I think it's just fun to have two guys chat. Sure. Good times. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you're a big, uh, big motorsports fan and you've actually interviewed some fairly big names already guys like uh who have won national championships guys who own companies run businesses uh, a, uh maybe even a former presidential candidate right <laughs> yeah man no it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun and you know what the, the cool thing with this podcast is uh it doesn't really matter who it is as long as they have an interesting story and they're willing to talk yeah you know that that's really what matters to me and i've come to realize that i do this podcast for me and for my own sanity versus trying to grow the business into this multi whatever right like i don't expect to make any money off of it right and it's not a marketing vehicle which i think is very smart for you to do um it's really just a hang between between two people and, and i think that's uh that's what i enjoy yeah i mean i i would hope that this eventually ends up in more sales but if not it's a good experiment and it's fun doing it and uh meeting new people and networking can't be bad exactly so, uh are you good to start because i need to go take a leak yeah go ahead man cool i'll be right back sure all right all right all right all right so yeah i guess everybody has different styles of podcasting and and i'm learning as i go and i'm learning it's better to uh, to like give updates on the the person who you're going to be podcasting with before. Like, hey, I'm getting ready. Hey, I'm sending you the link. Sometimes it happens later. Sometimes uh, I've done podcasts where the person hasn't downloaded Zoom yet, uh, and we're supposed to, and you know. So there's all sorts of things that happen. So it's better for me if I ask you, hey, have you downloaded Zoom yet? You know, just to make sure. So 
uh, and some people like normally I just jump right into it. I'm already recording as soon as you jump on. Some people, oh, okay. Um, but I can always edit anything out. But I think actually it's it's much more natural that way um, because as we're just saying hi, just like we normally do. It's just recorded. Yeah, no, that that's true. Um, yeah, I I always like to give a a pre-talk, <laughs> kind of go over the game plan. Um, again, it depends on on different people. There, are, I've had guests on who are like, "Listen, I need I need to know exactly what you want to ask me before right. I want to before I can answer." Right. Yeah. So there's that too. I'm fairly easygoing, but I'm very also you know I'm also quite accommodating. So yeah. I'm, I'm easy. And uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of podcasts. I didn't have any notes before I started, so it's like I don't have any questions. <laughs> you know, I'd have to generate them beforehand, which which is fine. I do that sometimes. And that's actually what I do. Yeah. Now. I usually try to generate a few ideas beforehand, um, so that you're not just left with "What do we say now?" But there's so many things to talk about. Uh, I just gotta keep talking. Things come. Yeah, I I think it also depends on you know who your who your guest is, right? There are times when the guest I know he would appreciate or she would appreciate the platform to to promote something, whether it's their Instagram page, whether there's a product or, or anything like that. So. I make sure that I ask them ahead of time, hey, is there something you'd like to promote? Is there something you want to get off your chest? Because we'll work that into the conversation. So. Right. So, uh, so let's lead right into that. Is there anything that you want to get off of your chest? What, what's on your mind lately? You know, um, I, I got to say that I think, I think when we had talked uh, previously, when you were on my uh, podcast, I said, I, I hate quitting. I mean, you know, I'm not a quitter by, by any stretch, right? But I have to admit that I did get off my podcast game a little bit. I haven't done a podcast in a month and a half. And that's a lot on, on my bad of time mismanagement. But it's also a time of, I think people are starting to find their lives back, right? They're starting to have stuff that they want to do. And so jumping on a podcast is not always convenient. The other thing is, yeah. you know, my network of motorcycle people is, is relatively small. You know, I don't really follow Moto America that much, or I hadn't followed in the last, I would say, at least five to 10 years that I haven't really been watching. Um, and, and so, you, again, finding a guest can be challenging. Um, but yeah, but uh, I, I did one with a Brandon Hope. Okay. He is part owner of um, Hustle Hard Racing. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and uh, anyways, yeah, we had a we had a great time, and and that's really re-sparked my love for for doing this. And again, it's for me. I I talked to somebody recently that tried to get her on the show, and she said something that's really good. She goes, "It doesn't matter how many people watch, but if that one person who's seen it made a difference in their life, even for that next five minutes, dude, that's yeah. that's good enough." Yeah, absolutely. And I just think there's so many people out there consuming content. I keep thinking to myself, well, how much are, content are you producing? You know, not you particularly, but uh, myself, really. And uh, you don't have to do it every day or uh, every week or even every month. If it's, you know, something that ebbs and flows, that's fine too. You know, I've been super busy and just squeezing this in. I'm like, um, I'm just happy to get this, get this done because, you know, I'm just, I feel like, oh man, I can't even fit it in today, but I made the time and I'd love to talk to you. Um, but sometimes it is pretty difficult also finding guests. And uh, as anybody knows, when they try a new pursuit, you're going to 
ask 100 people and maybe 45 won't respond. You get 20 that say maybe. You get five that say yeah, for sure, and then they never follow up. You know, you get all kinds of different pe people and different situations. So you just got to go with the flow and realize that uh, the first time you set a date, it's, it might not happen that exact date. Um, but if it's meant to be, if, if it's going to happen, people are going to make it happen. Um, so you definitely see who makes time for you and, and who kind of blows you off. And what people yeah, no, that, that's very true. And, you know, one of my, one of my biggest chase was, was Lloyd Bailey, right? I think it took us like literally over two months to get the podcast. And it's not a matter of him not wanting to do it. It's just that he was so busy. I yeah. would literally call him up and he'd be like, yo, bro, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but the podcast was supposed to be in five minutes. He goes, yeah, I, sorry, man. I, you know, I'm tired. Um, I'm yeah. like, I get it. We can reschedule. So there are, there are people who genuinely want to be on the podcast who just, you know, didn't find the time or hasn't found the, find the time to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's always fun networking with different people with different, completely different audiences too. Um, I think you did a, a chiropractor, you interviewed a chiropractor and motorcycle enthusiast. I think she might've been a racer. Um, yeah, she, yeah. Uh, da Danielle Diaz, Dr. Danielle Diaz. Uh, she, you know, raced uh, a Kawasaki bike for, for many years, especially in the, I think it was in the twins class. Right. Um, yeah, no, super, super cool, super chilled. And I, I like that there are people who aren't stuck in one career because I would kill myself. Like I'm not literally, but I would be very sick of doing the same job day in and day out, year in, year out. I need change. I need to grow. So it's really awesome to see that, you know, there is life after racing because you, 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 you've seen it, you've heard it. There are racers who are ex racers. They don't know anything else. Right you see them fighting all the time, right? And like MMA, like all they do is fight. And then afterwards, it's very hard for some people to reinvent themselves. And, and I think we, we all need to learn how to do that. Yeah, you know, it was difficult for me and it's still hard. Like I, every time I watch a race, like, man, I could be out there and fighting with them just as well. It's just, I need money. Honestly, it sounds ridiculous, but I could be fighting out there with those guys, given the checkbook that they have, no question. Um, they just got a lot more laps and a lot more money. So I'm still, I still have that fire that I can't get rid of. And that's why I've been, just put my energies into building the business, which, you know, if I never go racing again, I'll, I'll end up with a business, which is great also. So, um, you know, I think it could, I think it could be really good and, uh, it's exciting to see where it goes. Yeah, I, I think, I think. You know, for me, it, it's about the challenge, right? It isn't even the, the task at hand. I'll give you a great example, right? Um, I don't know. I was talking to a friend and they're like, oh, you couldn't build a basement if you tried. Yeah. Well, that lit a fire in their mind. So I'm not <laughs> saying I'm building a basement now, but I definitely right. started doing stuff. I'm like, okay, watch. I'm going to put this built-in shelf yeah. into, into my home and you, you watch, I'll do it. And now I struggled, you know, it was all YouTube and blah, blah, blah. And, and I have mistakes, but you know, the second time I put in a built-in shelf, it looked better. The third time I put in, it was better than the second time. And then I built the, you know, the, the, the wife, I'll give you a great example. The wife said one day, you know, she was doing research and she wanted a coffee table. And I said, I hate coffee. For whatever reason, I yeah. hate coffee tables. I don't know why. I just don't like it. So anyway, she insisted on a coffee table. I go, yeah, that's fine if you make it. 
she went and made a coffee table and I'm like, son of a gun. I mean, I can't, I can't have you show me up. So right, I went right. and I built a dining table. <laughs> there you go. You got a, yeah. a duel of carpenters over there. Exactly. Now, you know, don't take a detailed look at it. my work. It wasn't very good, but Hey, the table still stands. And if you, if you're looking at it the first time, you're like, Oh, it looks pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. You so, know, most anyway, people most people don't even notice those blemishes or the stutters that you make. They don't even care. They just gloss right over them, say it's a, it's a good imperfection. And, 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 and the other thing is I've noticed that when I was building stuff, um, I actually this built-in shelf. Um, I've realized that I'm very, very, very um, detailed oriented on things that don't matter. For example, <laughs> I'm putting a brace inside the wall, right? Yeah. So that I can screw a shelf into this brace. Yeah. And here I am bringing the level and the woman's looking at me like, what are you doing? I go, it's got to be dead straight. She's like, no, it doesn't. It just has to be a piece of it that goes across the two joists so that you can screw something into it. But yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, man, it's got to be dead perfect. Because I know once I close up the drywall, that, that beam wasn't dead straight. Right. And I know for a fact that it matters none. Can I find the stud? <laughs> can I hit it with the nail? Yes. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Here I am taking, you know, good five minutes making sure it's dead straight before I screwed it in. So anyway. well, and there's, there is something to be said about having attention to detail. I think that's extremely important, but you should also let go of the things that don't matter a little bit, right? Yeah, it, it's hard, but I, yeah. but I try. <laughs> and I think there's an important, important thing that I think I do right is um, perfection. I'm not sure how to say it. I'm going to paraphrase it, but perfection is not always great. You need to have some sort of finished product first and then you can go back and make it perfect, right? Then you can improve it later. But if you never have a finished product, if you're always like trying to get 80% of the way there and you never finish your task, um, being a perfectionist can be detrimental in that aspect. I agree with you. And I'll give you a great example of where that's true. I used to own my own small business. I had a tiny little, uh, uh, an idea of building apps for the uh, iPad. And, you know, I had a bunch of guys working with me to, to do that. And the number one thing, the number one ethos was, you know, put the blinders on and focus, but at the same time, make sure we hit, you know, a release, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'll be very honest. We weren't very successful. We didn't generate a lot of revenue. We didn't make a lot of money. But the reality is when you talk to my, you know, really, really smart developer friends, they're all like, look, be of the fact that you release something there's yeah. so many people who started a program who started an app and never finished yeah most i would say it seems like most because if they if they were successful with it you'd think they'd be still doing it right i don't know yeah so well let, let me ask you this then when do you know to quit and when do you keep trucking on Oh, well, if you would have saw sales from a couple of years ago you would have you'd have thought i've been crazy to continue um, but you see sales this month and you'd be like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, it, it just depends. I mean, if you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and it's not generating any different results, you're not trying anything new. Um, it depends how long you can sustain it. Um, if you can, if you think that some point in the horizon, it could get better, continue. If you can, if that's what you want to do, if that's your motive, um, you know, starting a business with no real investment at all out of your house um, is difficult. So it's going to take a long time. And when you're working it part time, um, 
it's not going to be selling millions of dollars by tomorrow. So you just have to realize that uh, it's going to take a little while. There, there is no right answer for it. For everybody, it's different. But for me, um, I know that I'm going to have to change my path a little bit. It's not going to be exactly what I'm doing today. Um, I think you just have to be flexible. If you're, if mm. you're banging your head against the wall, it's, it's not going to work. You have to, you have to move around and, and change what you're doing sometimes. Um, if a certain product line or a certain category isn't selling or a marketplace isn't working, like I don't really sell much on Etsy anymore because I don't have a lot of handmade stuff in the first place, but I do have a quite a bit of vintage um, products. So like records and old books, but those are so low dollar anyway. It's like, what's the point? So hmm. I just started selling uh, a new, many new brands online and trying to get all this stuff listed. Like we talked about before That's all I'm doing is just trying to get this, these products listed. Um, and we recently got M4 performance exhaust systems listed all on eBay right now. They're not yet on Amazon or our website, but that's what we're working on also. Um, and we've been selling a lot of them and we just uploaded it. So it's, it's uh, a race exhaust is not the same cost as a book. So, I'm very happy with, with that. Um, it's going in the right direction. We just got Mo Tool. They have a new V4 suspension setup tool. It's digital. It's got a Bluetooth to, right to your phone. You can keep data on your phone. Um, wow. You don't have to have three people to set your sag anymore on a, on a bike, on a bicycle, a motorcycle, anything with a chain, basically. Um, it would be good for Oh, wow. That's sweet. Yeah. What, what are the things I, I took away when we had spoken on my podcast was your ability to implement a strategy and then kind of letting go is not the right word. Okay. Not letting go, but allow room for it to breathe. So yeah. what, I remember you telling me that, you know, you would go and write these tutorials on how to list things on eBay or how to list things on Etsy, et cetera. But then after you've done the work, you're like, here you go, execute. Yeah. And you, you kind of, had the ability to sit back and not worry and fret. Whereas for me, I would be like calling up the guy saying, Hey, have you done it yet? Have you done it? Have you done it yet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's how it was at first for, for sure. I mean, um, or they do something wrong. I get angry. It's like, well, no, they don't know how to do it. So don't get mad at them. Um, <laughs> you just got to hold their hand. And like my dad uh, is a very smart guy. He's got two master's degrees, but he's not a computer genius. You know, he's, he's not a, Excel master. So right. um, the manual had to be written for someone who doesn't know how to use the software in the first place. Uh, it's, it's like a layman, someone who doesn't know how to do anything, uh, teach them from scratch. Now go. And like I, I've talked to the company who I, um, I've built this manual around that the software we use. They don't even have anything like this. They said, this is like the most detailed thing they've ever seen. Like, Wow. They don't even have a manual for their own company like this. It's like, how do you not, why would you not develop this so that everybody else using your software would have an easier time using it? I don't understand. So, well, you, you know, you know, that, that is one of the f failings of medium or small to medium sized companies, right? You know, a lot of times it is about learning just through what the other guy has done. So yeah, put, yeah. putting up, putting a help file together. It's actually one of the most underappreciated jobs in the world, right? Yeah. First of all, you know, it's, it's hard as anything to do. It's uh, tedious, but you have to be very specific. You have to try to eliminate all the filler words and everything you don't need. Just 
right to the point. This is what you need to do. Um, here's the buttons you got to press. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the best help files is actually grammatically incorrect for me because yeah. I just want to know the keywords and the key steps, right? Yeah. And maybe a couple of pictures. Yeah, I, that's one thing I need to add is I don't have screenshots. So that's going to, it's already a very long 50 page manual now. So it's going to, it's going to be ridiculous. That's why I didn't want to do that in the first place, but I think it'd be beneficial in some, in some instances. Now, let me ask you a question in regards to, you know, help file. Are you a guy who prefers reading a web page or website on how to do X or would you rather be on a YouTube video watching how that guy does it? It depends. Like, uh, there's, there's certain things, I guess if it was, mechanic related, I probably watch a YouTube video and then probably see mm. a diagram, you know, and see the parts and everything. Um, but if it's probably something for the computer uh, or Excel, I probably look at, a, um, they have a couple websites for Excel that you can pay for. I don't, uh, I've just used the free trials a couple of times that you give them a problem and they'll give you an answer in 15 minutes. No questions asked. Like, huh. like, hundred percent. They'll give you the, the right answer in 15 minutes or less. And for ex, for any Excel question, and there's some, there's a lot of Excel stuff that I'm doing that it's difficult. There's, there's stuff that, uh, different formulas and match ind indices and V lookups and all this stuff. It's, uh, I've learned a lot from, from doing this and, and there's nobody else to ask. So when you're doing your podcast, I'm sure there's stuff that you run into that's, that's uh, problematic, whether it's finding a guest or editing the footage. So what are some of the things that you run into problems with that you've uh, maybe overcome or that you still have issues with? Number one thing was uh, learning, learning Adobe Premiere, uh, yeah. having an editing software. I've known some other editing software, but they weren't very professional. Now my, my, uh, my editing requirements are fairly minimal, right? I'm not doing all this fancy graphics, anything like that. So no color in that regard, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just, just slap it on there, right? Record and, and then just play it as, as it's being recorded. Um, and part of that, I, I like the realness of it. I don't like it when it's overly produced. Certainly I've done that for one or two podcasts. Uh, where I felt like we had to speed things up to, uh, to change the pacing of the conversation. Uh, but, part, but for the most part, I don't do a lot of, you know, heavy editing. That being said, I still needed to learn a tool. And uh, yeah, I think that was the biggest hurdle was just learning the tool for that. Everything else, um, I've had some experience with setting up audio. Like right now I have a, uh, I've never shown this to anybody, but I, I use a Blue Yeti. Oh, I've seen Nothing those, yeah. Special. Yeah, but, but I have a, a Blue Yeti, an old one, but it still works. It's USB uh, to my laptop. So I already had most of the equipment. I actually built a, a pop filter for this, right? I don't know if you know what a pop filter is. Yeah, uh, but I had like the, uh, or a spit. Right. Yeah, that's, right. It stops the airflow, diverts it downwards. Yeah, so you don't hear the P's and the T's and the S's too pronounced, right? Um, but yeah, I didn't put it on today because... Um, it's kind of ghetto. <laughs> I used a hanger. And then what you do is if you're cheap like me, what you do is you put a nylon stocking over it. Okay. And that is the actual mesh I for the you. pop filter. Right. I, I just haven't had a chance to go, go buy one. So anyways. Yeah. yeah um, so I got to ask you. So is Adobe, that's a paid software, right? It's, yep. So yep, subscription based. 
I scoured the internet and I found a, a free one that I've been using this whole time, uh, DaVinci Resolve. Um, and it's everything that I need. It, uh, it kept crashing on one of my old computers. Every time I'd use it, it would crash. And I'm sure that's my video card or something, um, or the graphics. So I switched to my better computer, the one I'm, I'm using right now. And it's, it's fine. Sometimes it's just slow, but I mean, it's everything that I need. So I really tried to not have to pay for any sort of software. I don't have to, I don't pay for any uh, hosting. I use Anchor, which is a free one. Uh, yep. It's not perfect. Like there's, there's um, less analytics, I think. Um, it just tells you, it gives you less data about your podcast, but I don't care. I'm not trying to spend 30 bucks a month on a, a hosting platform for my podcast, you know? Trying to spend as zero dollars as possible. Yeah, I hear you. I, I am not on Anchor. Uh, I do have some web space that I could leverage. I did buy a domain for it. You know, that's one of my, one of the things I procrastinated on, right? Is that I don't have an actual podcast stream. Everything is done through YouTube today. And it's one of the things that I've, I've been wanting to do, but I just yeah. haven't had, haven't done it. Uh, my only issue with Anchor is who owns it in the end, right? They well, say, I, yeah, you own, go ahead. I'm not sure. I don't know the answer to that question. I, uh, I don't know. I, I know that it goes out from Anchor. It's an RSS feed. So it goes from Anchor to Spotify and Pandora and Google Podcasts and iTunes and, you know, wherever else. Stitcher and uh, Discord, Deezer, I think. A whole bunch of them. Right. You can put it out to whatever now, you want, too. Yeah. Now, do you have advertising in front of all your podcasts? Do you do that? Uh, nope. Is it's, it through it's Anchor? No money right now. I don't put any ads on it. Only ads that I, I, only reason I'm doing this is to advertise my business. Where is it? ericswanracing.com. I can't point with this. This is weird. There you go. <laughs> I'm just trying to advertise my business. So um, there's no reason for me to put somebody else's ad in front of it at this point. I don't have enough viewers yet to, to justify doing that. Yeah. Same with me. You know, obviously the goal is to generate some form of revenue. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Right. Um, but at the same time, I got to be realistic in that that may never happen. In which case, I don't want to put my podcast on someone else's platform just on the off chance that they, you know, per, let's say want to monetize. And I know in Anchor, I think there's a way you can monetize where they will insert their own ads yeah, ahead you of can, you and you get paid out. Yeah. I think you can also record different things from like other companies will say, hey, if you have this many views, we'll pay you 15 cents per view or something, whatever. Mm. And then you have to record this or say, talk about this for a minute and or 45 seconds or whatever the time is for this subject. And uh, whoever sees it, you get a small amount of change. <laughs> but if you have, you know, yeah. in followers, uh, that adds up to quite a bit. No, for sure. Um, but, you know, I'd rather just uh, grind it out and, and hopefully one yeah. of my guests like you will become a million and then you can sponsor my podcast. I'd love to, man. That's <laughs> Uh, my secondary goal. I'll say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and uh, tell me about your, if, if you would like to, your iPad and the lessons you learned from the, the app building that you did. The number one thing for me was to not listen to the naysayers. I think that was a big deal. People are like, wow, you're quitting your decent paying job to do this. 
there's already a million iPad apps out there. Yeah. Why would you add yours to it? And I think when I look back, it's, by the way, it's no longer on the app store. So I'm not going to, I don't need to promote or anything, but when I look back, the lessons I learned was, was self-reliance, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a team of, of developers creating the, the app, but at the end it's, you know, it's kind of down to still one person, right? The guy who came up with the idea, the guy who's going to market it, right? Um, for what it's worth, you know, my, my video, my, my advertisement on YouTube had like something like 4.6 million hits. Oh, wow. Now, this is before I knew how to monetize on YouTube. <laughs> All right. So th that, that, you know, that, that, uh, that, that ship has sailed, right? I didn't make any money on the, on, on the ad. But when you think about it, you know, for a, for a humble guy who didn't have anything, my bragging right is I had 4.6 million views on YouTube just on the advertising on the app. Now, did that translate into direct sales? Probably not. Uh, but still, like, I, I thought that was a pretty good achievement. Not everybody can say they've produced a video with 4.6 million hits. I have um, not yet. Uh, that's pretty impressive to me. Um, yeah. So what was the app? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was going to be a series of medical books for children. Okay. Um, if you look on YouTube, you can probably still find it. It's a little doctor series, right? Oh, yeah. It's called uh, uh, Tommy's visit to, I don't remember the title now, but <laughs> if you look for little doctor series, you'll see it. It's uh, Tommy's first day at the doctors. Or, oh my gosh. I can't believe I don't remember the title. It's been that many years, but yeah, but it's still there and, and you know, you can still find it. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, uh, I've heard of a bunch of different, um, bunch of different subjects tried to be explained to children um, in, in unique and different ways. And that could be a, uh, a unique way, to, a, a different spin on, on how those subjects are taken for young kids. Well, again, it comes down to not listening to the naysayer. Right? My ex-girlfriend would jokingly tease me about how I've always wanted to create children's books. I've, I've said, I always want to create children's medical books. And she's like, oh, you're just saying that. You'll never do it. I don't want to diss her too much, but basically she teased me that, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. And I never did it yeah. until, until one day I said, you know what, let's, let's not just make a book. Let's write an app. And, and the stars aligned, right? I, I had very, very good friends who are very, very senior developers. Uh, I met up with a guy who became good friends. He's uh, an amazing artist, an amazing animator. He actually worked on the Handy Manny uh, Disney shows. Okay. He's actually an animator or a colorist or something like that. He worked on the show. Pretty high up, sounds like. His, yeah. So again, having met up with, with those group, that group of people, uh, stars align and we would produce uh, a book. That's awesome. And uh, do you envision ever trying something like that again? Like an, like an app or, or, or a book or different series or what you got in, in mind nowadays? I, I think I want to focus on the podcast. I already do a lot in life. Uh, I mean, I, I still have a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, I got a bunch of different things going on. Um, I got some kids at consult. home. I got some kids at home, but I'm also looking uh, to consult uh, for a couple of businesses uh, to try to get them started. Uh, so I already do a lot in, in my, in my time. Right. Um, so I don't know if, if uh, creating an app or another app or another side business is in the cards, but who knows? I mean, if the idea is right and I have an energetic group of guys who are willing to, to do it. Yeah, I'm in. And so 
I've never tried to code anything really other than a couple of HTML lines for, you know, for my packing slips and that kind of stuff. Uh, what does a team of coders look like to develop an iPad app? How many, how many people are you talking and that's all, that's, everybody's working full time on this? No, we weren't full time on this. We had a couple of guys who were senior guys. We had the one artist. Yeah. And then it was me and I did all the voice recording. I did all the sound engineering and that's okay. why I have the blue Yeti, by the way. And that's why I know a little bit about recording. Okay. You know, I learned how to use a bunch of software on the windows to get that sound correct. Um, I, I learned Adobe Photoshop in order for me to edit the pictures that he had created and animated. Right. So, and, and then just getting my two developers to come up with a framework that they can build each page and animate each page. Right. So, um, it was, a, it was a great learning experience. I'll be honest. You know, I, obviously I wish I'd made more money, but <laughs> yeah, we all do. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I saw they're doing drive-in concerts and drive-in movies now. Is that something you, you would want to do or are you holding off and just watching Netflix at home right now? Well, it's interesting you should say that because first of all, I don't, I try not to watch a lot of TV. So for example, I don't have cable in my house. I don't have Netflix. Um, and so whatever show I watch is whatever, you know, HGTV, whatever they're streaming on their website that I have access to, I'll do that, right? Like yeah. NBC, they have some streaming uh, TV shows. I'll watch those if it comes about. So I don't, I want to say I don't watch a lot of television. Um, will I go into the go to the drive-in? Have you ever been to a drive-in? Maybe when I was younger, I don't remember. Uh, I'd say no. Uh, there's one near my ho my house that I grew up in, but uh, I don't remember ever going there. But I've seen them pop up at grocery stores and and the side of buildings sometimes. Uh, huh. So yeah, they're, they're popping up. They're trying to use the extra parking spots that nobody's using for their businesses. <laughs> trying to get people to come near their store, I guess. That's actually a pretty smart thing to have a grocery store project a movie for the night and then, you know, hey, you know what'd be a cool if they had the streaming rights to something like Master Chef, <laughs> yeah. right? Because it's food related. And then right after you're like, holy crap, the grocery store's right there. So it'd be really cool Actually, that's a great idea because you think about it, right? If, if you can stream this giant screen TV of somebody, not even famous, as long as they're doing the recipes, they're like, okay, here's how you make beef stroganoff. Yeah. Right. You need beef, you need noodles, you need sauce, right? And then at the end of it, you go, okay, guys, by the way, we have it either pre-made, exactly like you see in the show, or here are the ingredients and you package it, that ingredient and you sell it to the public as they drove through, or as they came through. That's not a bad idea, man. Yeah, you could definitely do that. And uh, a projector is what? A couple hundred dollars? Yeah. Pay for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that, that's, a, that's not a bad business idea because I'll tell you, um, I watched a, a Gordon Ramsay show. This is many, many years ago. And it was about Gordon Ramsay traveling to India. Okay. And I probably had illegally pirated and streamed it. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> I don't do that anymore, but I used to. And, uh, and a statutory of what, what your, it, it's already been many years. It's okay, been too so long. Too long. It's been too long. Anyways, and it was about Gordon Ramsay going to India and learning to cook Indian dishes. And that night, we went out and got Indian food. Yeah. So it, that idea it definitely works. works to some degree. Oh, right? yeah. There's been times. 
Yeah, there's been times you see whatever uh, Taco Bell or whatever. <laughs> oh, I gotta have that. Um, you don't even realize you saw it. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think there's some there's some you know there's a merit to streaming a giant you know like a, a big commercial on a giant yeah. billboard. Yeah. Um, but but back to your original question. No, I have no desire to uh, sit in my car for three hours <laughs> to watch a movie, yeah. I, even if it's two hours. Um, I used to drive a lot, uh, okay. a lot in relative terms. Okay, not like a long haul <laughs> trucker. I mean, I drove an hour to work and an hour back, and so I have no desire to sit in my car for two hours. So I was uh, perusing the Google News feed today, and I saw that there are. There's an airline in uh, Australia right now that is offering uh, scenic flights. They are seven-hour flights, like regular jumbo jets. Uh, I don't know what aircrafts, but large passenger seaters, probably 100, 150 people or so. Um, they sold out in 10 minutes. Interesting. They're just trying to find a use for these planes, trying to fill the airline seats. Uh, they can't fly out of the country, so they're doing domestic flights, I think, still. But this one is from Sydney to Sydney. Huh. They Interesting. Off, I think and land in the same airport. Airport. No, was there? I guess they gave they served food like a real. I don't know if there's. I'm sure they have some peanuts and you know, <laughs> uh, little tiny Coca Colas and that that kind of thing. But I don't know if they have a full course meal. You know. They just said that they were going to fly over the scenic parts and the nice areas so that you could look out the tiny window and, <laughs> and see. I feel like that's a long time. Seven hours is maybe a little bit much. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, you know what? I, I just Let me take that back. I am one of the few people that actually enjoyed the flight. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, especially if it's just me. I used to travel a lot for work as well. I used to, to fly not a significant amount, but enough, enough to piss off the wife, right? <laughs> so I was traveling enough and I actually don't mind. And I'm one of the few people that enjoy airplane food. I love the fact that everything is packaged in little neat little trays, yeah. and very compartmentized. I, I actually enjoy that. <laughs> it's strange as it is. Very single serve, one time use and you're done. Yeah, I had something about it, man. Like, I remember just getting giddy. Like, act, I felt like a little kid when I went to, um, I was taking a flight to Hong Kong. It was with, um, I can't remember the airline. But anyways, the point is, they gave these little sandwiches, like these, these little boxes of sandwiches. And, and I can't, I've, I remember that as day. Sandwiches, there's a block of cheese, and there's an apple, and there's like a little Kit Kat bar. You know, and I... I think, I don't know what the heck was going on. I asked for five of those boxes that night. <laughs> I'm like, do you have any more? Do you have any more? Do you have any more? Because I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, it's strange. Hey, it's the, it's the little things, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, what do your travel plans look like? What do your travel plans look like for the next little while? Are you staying put? Are you not flying no matter what? Are you... Uh, maybe I'll go on vacation in December. Like, what are you thinking? I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. The truth of the matter is that I've been very safe. Okay. Um, we don't go out to grocery stores. I think we've gone like once or twice. Usually we'll do curbside pickup. Okay. Uh, we'll do deliveries with Amazon or one of these other grocery, you know, uh, delivery services. Uh, so we've been, we've been fairly safe in that regard. 
And mostly that's because of the missus, right? The wife is like, oh, you should be safe. You've got parents, you see them, blah, blah, blah. My parents are getting older. And, you know, and I, I don't tease her because I know she has, she just wants to do, do it right. She just doesn't yeah. want to get anybody sick, okay? And, and we don't have to talk about the politics of whether, you know, people can get sick or not, or you should wear a mask or not. The point is we are trying to do our bit to stay safe. That's it. It, it begins with us and it kind of ends with us. But what's funny was she, she's going to kill me for saying this, but last week she had a wedding to go to and I wasn't invited because, you know, because of Corona and COVID, you, it's very small, right? You can only have up to 50 people. And the, and the bride and the groom are like, we want to save those slots for our immediate family and our best friends. So please don't bring your significant other. And I said, okay, that's cool. I don't mind staying at home. I don't need to go to a wedding anyway. Yeah. The point is, you know, once she gets to go out, everything's out the door, right? She stayed there for four hours with all her friends. They wore a mask, but still they were out there for like at the wedding venue for like three, four hours. You know, then they went to have dinner and during dinner, they all took off their masks and they're all just talking and chatting and eating. And I said, yo, what the heck? What the heck? Like what happened? Yeah. Yeah, everything <laughs> so apparently, Yeah, exactly. So when she has fun, it's okay. You don't have to follow <laughs> the rules, but when it's me, then I'm not allowed to travel. So yeah, can't go out. <laughs> exactly. So to, to, to answer your original question is, I don't have any travel plans. I'm not a big traveling guy because I used to travel so much for work. To me, yeah. it, it, it's like whatever. I'm not a big adventure and see the world kind of guy to begin with. So Yeah. Very understandable. Yeah, I, I don't plan on traveling really anywhere. I wasn't before. Um, but I, I was using those, those grocery delivery services, but I actually canceled it recently. Um, it just wasn't uh, every time I would I would do it I would get a the wrong thing or something I didn't want and a lot of times I didn't even get a receipt. Um, one wow. time there was uh, they they delivered something and then forgot to deliver a bunch of items and so they just the person ordered them bought them and then I never received them. So wow! It kind of. Like, I don't like that. And they're also picking out my food. I don't know if that's a good idea for, for that. I don't, it's a great concept and it can be great, but I think the particular employees, those times weren't so great. Yeah, we, we've been fairly lucky uh, with Walmart. Walmart's been good. Uh, okay. Curbside pickup. Yeah. Uh, what I like is they tell you ahead of time or they may even tell you when they give it to you at the, ha at the point of drop-off. Usually you park your car and then just put stuff in your, in your, uh, in your trunk, right? Mm -hmm. So they will even tell you during that period that as they're putting stuff in the grocery store, they're like, hey, you know what? We didn't have lambs, so we're going to give you beef. I don't know why I said lamb and beef, but they <laughs> sure. tell you what the substitutions are and they tell you ahead of time. And at any point you can say, you know what? That, that broccoli that I ordered, dude, that's way small. I don't want it. And, yeah. and they're fine with taking it back and giving me a refund. So they've been fairly good. It also depends on the Walmart itself. Uh, I find we've got two local-ish Walmart that we can drive to. And one of them is very good with finding everything. And the second one, it's like substitute, like, I don't know, one quarter of stuff that I ordered. So I think it's luck of the draw. Um, Costco's been fairly good. And I think one of the things I find surprisingly good is supporting local butchers. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of butchers that we, we, you know, we order from and A, the product 
is way better. Like their chicken is, and I never thought I would be able to say, you know what, chicken really does taste better from this guy, but chicken really does taste better from this one company. Wow. Uh, so it's okay. a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's worth it, but it's fine. Yeah. It's a <laughs> price it sounds like. Yeah. And, and I guess it, you know, it helps being living in a fairly big market, right? I live in, in basically in Toronto, right? Like just in the suburbs of Toronto. So we have a big enough population that we can, we can pick and choose and be a little bit more picky. Okay. Yeah. And uh, tell me about uh, Canada and how, how's Canada treating you um, and what's going on in, in your world over there? Canada treated me fantastic as an immigrant, as first generation immigrant. You know, I have nothing but great things to say about Canada, my, my adopted country. I came when I was early. So, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been here since I was nine. Uh, so, so, but I'm very thankful to my parents for bringing me to Canada because I know I wouldn't have done well had I stayed in Hong Kong and, you know, uh, the education system there is extremely, it's brutal, right? It's very hard. I'm not a very studious guy. Uh, I'm very thankful for the fact that, you know, English is not my first language, but, you know, it pretty much is because I've been here so long. And, and uh, I, I think that in the world economy today, it's very hard to not be able to read and write and speak English if you're trying to get on the web. Yeah. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but I mean, the majority of, you know, websites and, and everything yeah. of the world is, is English, right? English and Chinese, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, I am very thankful for Canada. As for the COVID situation in Ontario, it's gone up. It's not terrible, it's, but it's, it's definitely not the best. I mean, we're getting 400 new cases on average, yeah. 400 new cases a, a day. Uh, and it's been trending up in, in the last week, which isn't great. Um, the good news is that it's mostly younger people, so there's less deaths. Okay. Um, so okay, that's, that's the silver lining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, well, how about you? How's it yeah, over there so in terms of? I'm in uh, I'm in Sterling Heights, Michigan, about a half hour, forty five minutes north of Detroit. Um, okay. And it's the COVID situation. I haven't actually been looking at the the virus stats. I don't watch the news. I do check on it every once in a while, but um, still going in, into work every day and wearing a mask. Um, if you're at your desk desk, you don't have to wear a mask. But as soon as you get up and walk around. And you're out in the you know hallways and things. You got to wear a mask. Um, and it's uh, we're at pretty much full capacity. Um, we ship and receive about a million pounds a day, um, so it's a lot. And we're right right at that number already. So some days are less, some days are more, but it averages out. And uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's just uh. It's Pretty, it seems pretty normal. Um, I'd say some days it's, it's a little slower, but then some days we get just slammed. Uh, some days mm. we're completely booked from start to finish and not a single appointment slot open. So we could have 50 semi-trucks a day. It's a lot. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, uh, I know I'm going to get a little bit of flack for it, but my personal views on masks is just put it on. It, it doesn't, it's not going to kill you having it on. Uh, we know from experts in breathing and breathing techniques, uh, Joe Rogan podcast talked about it. There's a guy who, who's done it. There's a bunch of people. But if you read the literature, the reality is we don't have to breathe. <laughs> we don't have to hyperventilate every second to get oxygen into our body, right? 
So you see these guys on YouTube saying, oh, I have an O2 sensor tucked under my mask and you can see there's more CO2, there's less oxygen. I agree with you, right? But the human body is highly adaptable, right? And plus or minus whatever is not gonna kill you. No. And we know that it's likely, we know the disease is likely transmitted through the air. Now, the CDC, if you saw on the last weekend, they actually posted something saying that they think it can be transmitted. It's, air, it's an airborne disease. Yeah. In other words, not just the, the droplets that, you know, not the spit that, we, that, that carries the disease, but it could be the spit. And then, you know, it hangs in the air anyway. And then, you know, if you walk by someone who's just coughed ahead of you, you know, you might get it. And then they retracted that. <laughs> but I think the reality yeah. And I don't want to get political, but the reality is, I think if you wear a mask, your rate of infection just goes down. And, and you can look at this for, with empirical data, right? If you look at the Asian countries, you know, if you look at places like Hong Kong and everywhere else. Now, I can use Hong Kong as, as an example and not China for, for, per se, because with China, the, the reality is you never know if they're underreporting or not, right? They're fudging data. You, you can't really trust the media. But Hong Kong, it's still fairly safe to, to look. And, and because I have family in Hong Kong, I, I trust their opinions. And, and what I want to say is in Hong Kong, when they say there's an outbreak, it's like 30 people. It's like 40 yeah. people. And then people are freaking out because, oh, my God, 40 people got corona. But my, my point is you get a densely populated city like that. They're all wearing masks. And you're not getting this massive infection. Yeah. And so... I do, unfortunately, probably give dirty looks to people when I walk by and I don't see them wearing a mask. I know I shouldn't because I shouldn't judge, yeah. uh, but I do. Is it, and fine? I think, Is it fine if you just hold your breath? I don't know. <laughs> probably, but how long can you hold your breath? You uh, know, yeah. It might be fine if you don't talk. Right. right. That might be enough. Who knows? We don't know. We just don't know everything yet. And... You know, I saw a joke or a meme the other day. It said, we're on six months of two weeks to slow the curve. Yeah. <laughs> 180 or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. It's strange. And I think we had talked about this in, in our podcast the first time is on occasion, I wish we had just all gotten it. Let's just get over with. Herd immunity and get it over with. Yeah. Um, that was two but, months ago. I think we had our podcast two, almost two months ago to the date. So, oh wow. So yeah, and, and talking about breathing in carbon dioxide, uh, I, I actually have a training mask. You wear it on your face and it's an elevation-based training mask that you has different valves you can change. And um, it's basically to simulate like you're up in the mountains or you're just restricted right. airflow. It feels like you're breathing through a straw. And uh, you just strap it to your head and go off for a run or a walk or a bike ride lift weights, whatever. Um, and it's, it's significantly more tiring. It's uh, nothing at all like a little a cloth mask that you put on your face. This is fully rubberized. It uh, forms mm. your face, no gaps at all. Um, and you can only breathe out of these, these little tubes that are the valves. And right. at first, when I first put it, up, put it on, I must have got one 2013 time frame. Oh, wow. Okay. So I've had it a while. And uh, I was just walking around my apartment at the time. I was, I was getting winded. I, I can barely breathe walking <laughs> around my apartment with this thing. Uh, how am I going to go for a bike ride or a run? 
So the first couple of times I, I put it to the easiest possible settings for a long time. Uh, and even that is, is, uh, is significant. So it's nothing like putting on a little cloth mask. Uh, it's much more significant um, right. restriction. But it really does help you because once you take it off, you realize that you can't breathe shallowly. You can't just like mm. off a little bit. You have to use your full inspiration and expiration of your of your lungs um, in order to actually be able to breathe with the training mask on. So not only does it give you oxygen deprivation and more CO2, you're rebreathing the CO2 in your mask as well. But it also it's um, it's strength training for your lungs, and it's it's a mental thing. You can get through it. You just have to uh, just to keep going. And once, once your body adapts to that, you take that off, you're going to be kicking everybody's ass. You're going to be running so much faster, and it's going to feel so much easier. Nobody ever um, works on their lungs as a specific uh, unit or like a, an, a focus group to say, hey, let's go to the gym and work on our biceps. Let's go to the gym and work on our lungs today. Who does that? Nobody. <laughs> and I'm not sponsored by Training Mask. I wish I was, but yeah. um, it's, a, it's a great – product and i recommend it they don't pay me to say that yeah i see the guys with the chin strap you know how they wear their masks with the chin strap <laughs> or what they call the nose exposed right yep. where they do this and i'm like dude i'm not asking you to run a marathon with a mask on these are surgical masks they're highly breathable yeah. you know doctors and surgeons wear them day in day out for eight hours a day and you don't see them fall over and dying you don't see them <laughs> not living past the age of 40 because they can't breathe right, right. like dude I'm not saying you're sick and I don't want you to get sick, but nobody knows. That's the only weird thing about COVID is you could totally be asymptomatic and be a, be a transmitter. And so yeah. for that reason alone, like, you know, I, I'm not going to go confront anybody. I'm, I'm too old for that, but I just wish you did wear a mask and be done with it. Yeah. And I was uh, doing hot yoga almost uh, five times a, a month, every month for about a year. And then COVID hit and I hadn't done it for six months. Well, it just opened up again. And I went last week, and uh, but we had to do yoga, hot yoga, which is already ridiculous. Uh, we had to do hot yoga with our masks on the whole time. Wow. I thought that was excessive because if you can sit down at a restaurant and eat without a mask on, you think we were distanced. They were all spaced apart. There weren't that many people in the class. Usually there's 40, I don't know, yeah. there's a 40 maybe in the class. Yeah. Or 18, I counted. Uh, with the instructors so it was like half uh, and we're all spaced out so i think i think that was a little excessive i didn't like that but i don't know is it is that too close to be six feet apart can you take your mask off if you're six feet apart in a restaurant is that different does that matter <laughs> yeah I, who, who knows right i mean i guess their concern is the recirculation of the air right yeah. Um, I know my dentist spent a bunch of money to upgrade their ventilation system so that, you know, the re air recirculation didn't happen as aggressively as, as, it, as it once did. They probably put a ton of filters in between. Um, so who knows? Uh, that being said, I think it ups the, it ups the game, right? It ups their, your level of hot yoga-ness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It makes it more difficult. It's kind of like, I feel like at the restaurants, um, you can take your mask off as soon as you get to the, to the, to the bench or to your seat. So it's almost like the floor is lava game. 
but with <laughs> yeah three two one the mask is lava and everybody's like ripping it off right yeah but uh let's talk about motorcycles for a second it's uh, this is a eric swan racing podcast so um have you seen any of the uh the world superbike stuff i heard i saw that garrett Griloff, the american overseas and world superbike got his first podium um and that was historic that hasn't happened since nikki hayden in 2016 right uh i i have not been following world superbike uh i've only been watching moto gp and generally just the highlights yeah um yeah i i just don't have that kind of time to sit there and one thing i've realized is um for the past year and a half i've been listening to podcasts before i fall asleep and it's very soothing right and i'm usually out in two minutes i'll set my time for 15 minutes and usually i never hear the end of it yeah so the the downside to that is now when i find something that drones it puts me to bed and that's the problem <laughs> with gp right you, you get yeah. the bike of and then you got a guy talking and i'm like <laughs> so i no i have not been but i i did hear about the the um the the, the world you know superbike podium and i thought that was pretty kick-ass yeah it's great it's uh america starting to get back on the world stage you got joe roberts over in moto two yeah i uh, got a lot of guys up, up in flat track americans and moto america of course so it's just uh i love i love watching it uh, I, I probably waste a lot of my time on it um but it's my it's my release because I don't really watch TV. I don't have cable. I haven't had cable since I moved out of my parents' house 10 years ago now. Um, yep. So I just I hook my laptop up to the computer, my laptop up to the TV. Yep. And uh, just just do it that way. And um, I have all the, the video passes for the IMSA sports cars, Formula One. I don't, I don't wow. mind watching watch them on World Superbike, Moto America, MotoGP. And then there's, I don't even have the British Superbike one. Yeah, there's the BSB and then... It just goes on and on. Like, I don't have time for all this, but I, I like watching it when I have the time. Usually when I eat dinner or something, I'll just watch a race. Um, and that's no, that makes sense. I consume it. Yeah, no, that's cool. Like, yeah, I haven't had cable since 2008 as well. Yeah. So I was a, you know, I was a very, very early cable cutter, if you yeah. will. Well, it's just, uh, for me, I'm trying to do so much stuff and you are too. It sounds like you're so busy as well, so... It's just, it's, it's a mind rotting thing. And I don't know what percentage, but so much, uh, what, 13% at least of it is all commercials. So if you don't have TiVo or DVR or something, you're just going to be sitting there listening to ads. And it's like, that's not what I want to do with my time. I, ha I hate commercials. I pay Spotify just to not tell me about commercials. You know, I happily give you $10 a month and never hear an ad ever again. Yeah, no, I hear you. No. The, the the strange thing is because I don't have cable and I don't really follow TV that much, I find when I'm out, this is before COVID obviously, but if I'm out at a pub or, you know, somehow watching TV, if, you know, with advertisement, I sometimes find the ads being now the most entertaining part of my watch, TV watching experience because they're, they're like, you know, like a YouTube video, it's like 30 seconds long, right? Right, so it's real quick. packs so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and every time I every time I see him now, it's like I used to, you know, years ago. I watched TV all the time, and I'd know all the commercials. You know, you're like, oh, this one again. Oh God. Um, yeah, yeah. Now it's like I don't know any of the commercials, so it's like oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So yeah, um, but 
I don't know. I don't think TV is a waste of time. And I'm not so busy that I don't have the time to watch TV. It just, I don't want to sound like a loser, but I'd rather read a book. Hey, books are great. <laughs> you get, get a lot more specific information from books rather than just entertainment. And it's just, you sit on the couch and don't do anything. Now, I read a lot of fiction. You know, I read a lot of fantasy. I, I don't really read books that are educational per se. You know, so for me, it is a form of enjoyment, but I, I actually prefer it. Yeah, I, to each their own. You know, I I used to never be a reader, but of reading now. Uh, I don't open up books and read anymore, but there was a time that I was reading up to 50 pages a day um, consistently. So um, one day it'd be nice to get back to that when I have a few less jobs. <laughs> yeah, I, I find reading on, on the phone very, very easy. You can read it virtually anywhere. Yeah. So instead of going on social media when you're waiting for something, waiting in the car for your grocery to be delivered, I'd rather just be reading. So do, you do or listening e-books. to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of ebooks. Yeah. Okay. And is there a specific app you go to that? Because I don't use. I've never had an ebook. I don't think. Okay. I just use iBooks, Apple iBooks. iBooks. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've had Audible. I liked Audible as a as a Audible. You know, like an ebook. Um, what, what you call it? like audiobooks oh. oh my gosh yeah i like audiobooks as well they're they're pretty good um so yeah very good well hey let's uh, wrap this up that's just about an hour right now and um so where can people find you online yeah my uh, my podcast is called shiny side up podcast you can find it on youtube uh same thing on my instagram shiny side up i think it's just shiny side up all one word. If you type that, you'll find me podcast. Um, other than that, I don't, I, I, I don't do much social media. Maybe that's my downfall is I'm not very good in the social media game. I have Facebook account, but that's a personal thing. I have a shiny side of podcast, Facebook account that I never touch. And I'm like, ah, so yeah. Very good. Is there any uh, message to the world you'd like to share with us and uh, your parting, parting words? yeah let's uh let's all take care of each other you know with everything that's going on in the world i know i know we want to make we want change to happen but let's do it through love and not just uh beating other people up or you know using violence let's just love each other sounds like a good message so thank you again uh eric Lowe, for coming on my podcast uh from the shiny side up podcast and uh i'll get this edited and posted in the next week or two and I'll be sure to tag you and uh, just share it to all your accounts. I don't think we mentioned anybody's name, but you can always tag those people's names in it and like, share, follow, comment, and all that good stuff. And we'll see you real soon. All right. Thanks so much. Talk to thanks. you later. Have a good one. Yeah. You too. Bye.